He ain't the great I was. He's the great I am. Somebody needs to say he's still the I am. That I am. That means he's still the same God who delivered them out of Egypt is the same God tonight. Amen? The same one that raised the dead. He's going, and let me tell you, he's still the same tonight. Amen? The same one that made the crippled walk, he's still the same one this evening. Amen? The same one that made the death here is the same one tonight. And while you're getting there, turn in your Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 22. In verse 5, Matthew chapter 22, verse 5, we're going to talk about a wedding tonight. When people won't show up to a wedding, uh, let me tell you, listen, uh, I know Matthew 22 right here talks about Israel, but I'm telling you it's a picture of many today. There's a wedding banquet that's coming. There's an invitation that's sent, uh, but verse 5 tells the attitude of many. And I'm telling you what scares me in this last day is the attitude of many church saints. Verse 5 describes it to a T right here. I'm going to read this verse right here. But they made light of it and went to, to their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent forth uh, his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up the city. Then said to his servants, uh, The wedding is ready, but they that which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, uh, and as many as you shall find bid to the marriage. Uh, so those servants went, not, went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came to see the guests, he saw that there was a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he said unto him, Friend, how come camest thou hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Listen to verse 14. For many are called, but few are chosen. Do you get that right there? Many are called, but few are chosen. But the heart of my message is in verse 5 right there. But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his farm and another to his merchandise. I want to speak to you for a few minutes tonight on the thought and went to their ways and went their ways right there. Uh, Heavenly Father we come before you tonight Lord and we lift you up dear God uh, and we ask you Lord to just touch dear Lord uh, tonight and anoint me to speak your word. Uh, Father tonight we pray God for your Holy Ghost to come in here uh, and sprick hearts and lies Lord. Uh, Lord tonight we ask you God just to touch dear Lord tonight. Uh, we ask you Lord to anoint this speaker uh, to speak the words that you would have me to 
just speak, dear God. Uh, Father, we pray, God, for you to just move, Lord, in a mighty way. Uh, we give you the glory, dear God, to praise and to honor. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Uh, amen and amen. Uh, the question I, I want to present to you, a question tonight uh, that you must ask yourself. Uh, do I have God interest uh, or do I have self-interest? Uh, in fact, many is in, in fact many heart is your heart uh, fixed towards God uh, or is it more concerned uh, about a please in the flesh, uh, a please in the lust of the eye uh, and the pride of life? Uh, remember, I told you this morning, he that loveth uh, the the things of the world, uh, the love of the Father uh, is not in him. Uh, in fact, First John uh, tells us also uh, that the lust of the eye, the pride of the life, uh, and the lust of the flesh uh, shall pass away. Uh, the things of this world, the age of this world, uh, will go to a screeching halt. Uh, the things that you see in this world uh, are just a temporary thing right now. Did you hear what I'm telling you? The, one minute is going to be gone in this last day generation I'm telling you I see something that I don't like in this last day generation I see an attitude that has crept into our churches among the people of God I remember growing up I cut my teeth on church of God pews on wooden pews didn't even have the cushions that we got in here it was the old wooden pews. I cut my teeth and was the and was the mean church of God brat on those on in those days. But I look back and I remember I seen something that people were hungry for the things of God. I seen people that would, would stare in the altar until they got an answer. I remember times it would be 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night before we got out. And I'm telling you, I remember a time when we had revival people would flock I, I remember a time where Sunday mo searches had Sunday morning Sunday night and Wednesday night services but now what I'm seeing in this last day generation is a generation it ain't serious in their walk with God but it don't surprise because the scripture tells us that in the last days they would be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God have you ever thought about that? You ever thought about why the lakes are full tonight? You ever thought about why the golf courses has got multitudes there? In the fishing poles and the places they've got it there but the houses of God are empty. In fact many close up on Sunday nights. Many close up on Wednesday nights because I'm telling you people have become lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God and I'm going to go ahead and tell you where I'm going to end this. It's going to, it don't cross people's mind that Jesus Christ could come at any moment. It does not cross many people's mind that in the moment in the twinkling of an eye there could be a trumpet to blow and we shall be caught up and we shall be called out of here. People ain't thinking about that. If people thought really that the Lord could show up at any moment, can I tell 
on you, the attitude of many would be different. Amen? Can I tell you tonight that people would take their walk uh, with God serious uh, if people thought they were one heartbeat away uh, from eternity. Uh, they would be looking at this thing a whole lot different tonight. Uh, you see right here, we see in Jesus talked uh, about a parable. Uh, he give us a parable of a marriage banquet, uh, that the wedding banquet if you will, uh, that was going to take place. Uh, here is a picture of the gospel preparation uh, which a king made at the marriage of his son. Uh, that king is God uh, and Jesus is the son. Uh, what are you getting at? Under this wedding, wedding they, were, they were to come, many were invited to the wedding but would not come. Uh, can I tell you there was a call that was made. Uh, what is that call? Can I tell you the invitation was sent. The call was there and I thought about this. Uh, I thought about how uh, the father sent his son uh, to go into the cross uh, for you and I. Uh, I thought about how uh, he has prepared something a great supper for us. Uh, how many know there's a marriage supper of the lamb that is to come? Amen? How many know that means I can eat all day and not have to worry about getting sick? Amen? I can have the sweetest and finest things. Uh, but let me tell you, uh, the calls being made tonight uh, to tell people uh, that Christ is a coming. Uh, the calls being made tonight. Uh, every time a preacher gets behind here, when we open the doors, uh, the call of the gospel uh, in the, uh, to the world and the invitation uh, is being sent. Uh, every newspaper ad we send uh, is an invitation. Uh, every time we get on YouTube, Facebook, uh, or take its own speaker, it's an invitation uh, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, and by the way, we're in eight nations through Spreaker already, through Android. Uh, listen, the dinner was prepared uh, in Revelation 22 and 17. Uh, and the spirit and the bride say come. Uh, and let him that heareth say come. Uh, and let him a thirst say come. Uh, and whosoever will let him uh, take the water freely. Uh, the time for the feast was ready right here in this marriage supper. I'm getting somewhere. The time for it to take place was happening. The time of the invitations had been sent. But verse 5 describes their attitude. You know what their attitude was? We ain't going to take this thing serious. You know what they said? We're going to go about our ways. Too many people tonight ain't taking this thing serious. Did you hear me? There's too many people treating this like nonchalant. Can I tell you one? I'm going to tell you. Too many people don't believe what he's got to say. Amen? How many know tonight? Amen, little sister. Listen what I'm telling you. They got this attitude of nonchalant. We're going to take this thing lightly and we're going to go our ways. You better watch out because in an hour you think not, he's a coming. Did you hear me? In an hour you think not, you're going to find yourself in just a moment's time in eternity. But the attitude tonight is I ain't going to take this thing serious. The attitude tonight is we take this thing so lightly. Can I tell you many tonight are sitting here taking their salvation for granted. There's many in here tonight that's taking the word of God for granted. There's too many in here tonight. Oh, they put everything else before him. Amen. There's too, I'm going to just 
just say it. You hear what I'm about to tell you tonight. There's too many that thinks they can live like hell and think everything's going to be all right. Amen? I got news for you. My Bible tells me it's holiness or no way. Amen? The Bible tells me without holiness no man shall see the Lord. Can I tell you what the Bible says? The Bible says, let me tell you, the Bible tells us that we must be born again. Amen? Oh, preacher, well, I believe. That's good you believe. But the devils believe. The question is, have you been born again? I'm going to tell you, if you've been born again, if you're truly born again, you ain't going to take this thing like You get that. Hello? I'm preaching better than you shouting. Well, you can just have me all night then till you shout a little bit. Because I'm preaching it. You take it, people, taking this thing for granted. They don't realize the price that was paid 2,000 years ago. Amen? You don't realize what it cost. Amen? Amen? You don't, people don't realize it cost him something. Amen? You don't realize he could have wiped you out and sent you to hell and been justified. He could have wiped mankind out, sent us all to hell and been justified in doing so. Oh, we take it for granted. We take it lightly. We treat our worldly activities better than we do God. Hello. Hello, I'm trying to get something because I'm telling you something. We're on the brink of something. We're on the brink of the coming of the Lord. I'll get that in there in just a minute. At the end of it, that's what I'm going to conclude with. But I'm going to tell you right now, we got this nonchalant attitude. It don't cross our mind about the things of God. We're more fearful of a man than we are of God. People are more fearful. They're more concerned about feeding the flesh than they are feeding the spirit. Hello. They're more concerned about taking care of my little goody good things. They're more wanting to skip, skip, skip to the loo than get on their knees and seek the face of God. How come not I tell the Houston Town Church of God some of you need to wake up and start taking this thing serious? Oh, they made light of it. You ever made light of something? I have a couple, some things I'm telling you. There's some things I just ain't going to worry with. Hello. There's some things I really just don't care. Amen. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? There's some trivial things that just don't really bother me. Amen? But let me tell you, there's some things, let me tell you, there's one thing you better take serious. Amen? Amen? I don't care if I see a firework this 4th of July. That don't bother me. Amen? Amen? Listen, I don't care if I, I like to fish, but it don't bother me if I never cast another line into the creek again. 
Amen. 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 I'm going to say this and I may get myself. I like the cowboys, but it don't bother me if I ever have to watch them play again. I can live without that. I like my Yankees, but I can live without watching them too. Amen. That's what I'm talking about, trivial things. Amen. Amen. But what I'm talking about is the thing we need to take serious. This wedding banquet that Jesus spoke about. This wedding thing. These people took this thing for granted. They took it lightly. They made a light out of it. You know what they were doing? You know what you do when you make a light of the gospel? You make a joke out of it. Because, listen, and let me tell you, you look at the anger of the king. He wasn't happy. He said, none of these that were invited shall be bidden. They ain't coming. Said they went their way, taking this thing so granted, so for lightly, not thinking about it, how serious it was. They were more concerned thinking about it as the gospel was being preached. People will hear say, and I'm jumping ahead, you can hear it preached, the Lord is coming. But yet, how many really take it serious or make light out of it and say, this is just another message the preacher has preached? Amen. I remember as that mean church of God brat. And here, this is what I'm telling you. I had to take the glasses off. This is what I'm telling you. I remember when the preacher would preach on the coming of the Lord and I would grip the pew and say, oh God, please don't come tonight. Amen. Amen. Now you got them, you hear people saying, well, I heard it all my life. Well, I got news for you. I don't care if you heard it all your life or not, it's still going to happen. For hundreds, they heard Noah, the flood was coming. And they scoffed at it and took it lightly until the day to, uh, to the day that Noah entered into the ark. Oh, we take the messages so lightly. We take what God's trying to say so lightly. We take the message. We don't believe God's going to judge sin. We think it's a joke. Oh, God's just going to let it. Wink at it. Let it go home. Oh, no, he ain't. His righteousness demands judgment because he is holy he will judge sin hey man I don't care who you are he's going to judge it nobody gets by with it they stand before him we make light of these things we make light of the gospel being preached we think hell is just a byword hello we think it's just a joke Sister Mindy, is it a joke? It's not no joke, is it? It's a reality. We think it's just a playing field. We really don't believe God's going to send nobody there. Well, I'm going to half agree with you. God ain't going to send you there. You send your own self there by rejecting him. Amen. Amen. Most people think everybody we think, oh, we are everybody is going to heaven baloney. 
Amen. I'm going to tell you, heaven's got a bidding system. And that what you, the requirement is the blood of Jesus. We think it's just something. We don't take it serious. We think it's just something we let play around with and make light out of it. We just want to twiddle our fingers. And we just want to play around with it. And do a go about doing what we want to do. Amen. We want to have our desire. We want to have our pleasure. We just want to be more concerned with our lives here on earth than the eternal life. I was reading something that makes sense. I like this 100%. He said, if you really believed heaven, believed in a, real, a better place, you'd be preparing for that place more than you would be this place. Amen. I'm telling you, I've come by to tell you, God didn't place you here to fulfill your desires. I've come by to tell you, God's called some people here to ministry. Amen. God's placed you here for him. Amen. Not for you. We make a joke out of this. We're more concerned. We take it lightly. And we go about doing what we want to do. How we feel. How we react. What we want to it. Me, 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 me. I, 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 I. I want to give you something about I. You better read I carefully and understand where I come from. How many know I will exalt? I will be like the most high. I will ascend. Who said that? Satan as Lucifer. The word I. The word I. The word I. Notice that word I, I, I. You go through Isaiah. Believe it's Isaiah 14 if I'm not mistaken. You go through there and read how many times the word I. About him. Jesus said, I behold him fall from heaven as quick as lightning. Can I have a little while tonight? Because I'm ready to preach for a little while. I'm ready to rust some feathers for a little bit. I'm ready to stomp on some feet a little bit. And tell you, it's time to quit taking this thing lightly. It's time to quit trying to think it's about you. When it's not about you, it's about him tonight. Hey man, these people thought, oh, it's about me. We want to take care of our farm. We want to take care of our merchandise. We don't have time for you, God. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. They were more concerned with the physical than the spiritual. Can I tell you, I'm going to just tell somebody needs to hear this tonight. You hear me. When you get more concerned with the spiritual than the physical, God will take care of the rest. You want some scripture to back it up? Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. Ain't that what he said? You know what he was telling us there? He was saying, you need to take care of your walk with me before you do everything else. Oh, but we don't have the time. Well, it's fulfilling what Daniel said. They'd be going to and fro in the last day. Amen. Amen. You better get the time. If you ain't got no time for God, you've got a problem. You hear me. 
How many today are going their ways instead of dining with the Lord? Amen? They got more concerned about the things of the flesh than they do the things of God. Listen, what we got a problem in a church world spiritual starvation because people refuse to eat. Amen? 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 It ain't they can't eat. They don't want to eat. Did you hear me? It ain't they don't have an opportunity to come and dine. They don't want to come to the dinner table. Hello? There was a banquet there they could have dined from, but they didn't want to go. Hey, man, the Bible says there'd be a famine for the Word of God in the last day. Let me tell you something. I'm going to put this two ways. I know very little gospel's coming out in many places, but let me tell you something else that's going on. There's a lot, when I was a child, when I was a little bitty kid, when I got in church and it started getting louder, I didn't want to hear something. You know what I did? I would take these two fingers right here and point them in my, fa- in my ears for I didn't have to hear what was going on. Hey, don't laugh because this is what many are doing tonight and they don't even realize it. They're putting their fingers in their ear saying we don't want to hear it when the word's being preached. It's God's message and we say we're going to close our ears and we don't want to hear because our ears have become dull because we closed them up. Amen. We got a famine in this last day. We've got a famine for a hunger for the things of God. We've got a famine that has swept this land. We've got a spiritual famine. Before I talk to the world, I want to talk to those who profess to call him. I want to talk to the church. Before I talk to another church, I want to talk to this church. God ain't going to hold me accountable for the church up the road. He's going to hold me accountable for the Houston Town Church of God. Amen. And I've come to tell you, if you're in a famine for the things of God, it's time to get to the dinner table tonight. It's time to quit doing it your way. Some of you need to... Hello. Let's put it like this. You need to get the self out of self. And you need to put more of God in you. I'm on it. I'm just going to just bless, I'm just going to blast it out tonight. Did you hear me? The attitude is, well, if I got something better to do, that's what I'm going to do. I ain't closing up Wednesday night. I'm opening up Wednesday night. Did you hear me? It's the 4th of July. Thank God I live in America. But I thank God for my independence from Jesus Christ a whole lot more. Amen. I could be in a foreign country and still be free. There's people that's walking in this land that's bound. Amen. Because they don't know Jesus. But the attitude is if I got something better, I'll do it. God help us. What's better 
than coming to the dinner table of the Lord. What's better than spending time in his presence? Amen. Amen. What's sweeter than spending time in the presence of the Holy Ghost? Amen. Too many are going their ways tonight. They're going their ways. God, you know who's on the back burner? God. God's on the back burner. We want to know where a move of God's at? Well, if you put him on the front, you'll see a move of God. Anybody in here want a move of God? I'm not talking just a little move. I'm talking a move of God. Hello, I'm going, is there any more in here want a move of God? Well, you're going to let me tell you how you get a move of God. You place him before everything else. That means if you got to be up at 2 o'clock in the morning seeking his face, you need to be up at 2 o'clock in the morning seeking his face. You need to get the attitude is, I'm going to go with the things of God before the things of this world. I'm going to please God before I please flesh. Amen. I'm going to please God before I please myself. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, if you take God first, he'll take care of everything else. But we got an attitude of this last day. It don't, Paul never told the young pastor Timothy that they wouldn't love God. He said they would love pleasures more than they love God. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Didn't say they didn't love God. But it said it loved their pleasures more than God. We got a problem. We got a problem. When we become a point where we love our pleasures more than we love God. What's the problem? The problem is, he says, they shall have no other gods before thee. The problem is, he says, he'll share his glory with no other. Amen? The problem is, he's a jealous God. Amen? Amen? He ain't going to share you with nobody else. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you, God first, family second. That's how it works. God, your walk with God will come before anyone and everything else. Amen. Here's the thing. We've got an attitude. Oh, glory. I'm going to, I love to do this and I love to do that and I'm going to place it before you, God. Whole time God's up there. We want to know why God ain't moving there. We want to know why God ain't working in our lives. Because you're spiritually starved. And before he starts doing something in your life, you hear what I'm going to tell you. Hello, I want to just say this. I want everybody to get this. God's more concerned with your spiritual condition than he is your pleasures. He's more concerned with your spiritual condition than your physical condition. Did you get me? Did you get me as the soul prospers, everything else will prosper? Did you hear what I'm telling you? As your soul prospers, everything else will prosper. I believe that. But when your spiritual man is out of order, it needs to be in order for God to start moving. Because he's going to address that before he addresses anything else. Anybody believe that tonight? He's more concerned with your spiritual than your physical. Hello? 
He said, if you seek him first, he'll take care of you. Food, that's in the contract. He'll put clothes on you. He'll take care of everything else. Hello. But we want to starve our spiritual man. I'm going to use this because I'm getting my gut back. You see, this week, I've had three boxes of honeycombs, three boxes of Frosted Flakes Lucky Charms. I'm going to go get me some more here in a little bit. No tell, I don't know how much I've eaten. I've just been hungry. You see, it's been six months since I've had an appetite. You know, I'm going to be honest. It feels good to eat like that again. When I see a juicy steak set up before me, I'm ready to hog that thing. Now, where are you going with this? I wish, I pray God help us that we get hungry for Jesus like we did food. That we're eating of him six, seven times a day. That we're dining with him every day. We're not concerned. We're about doing things our way. I think about it. Hebrews 2 and 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by them that heard them? Let me remind those who are going their way. Proverbs 14 and 12. There's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The reason they made light of it is because their heart was really not right. Did you hear me? When your heart's not right, the gospel ain't going to be, you ain't going to take the gospel serious. Let somebody, let me tell you something about the Bible real quick. I like this. It's the only book in the world where you got to know the author before you can know the book. Amen? You've got to know him personally to know the book. Amen? But people's heart ain't right. It's not hard to see where their heart was at. It's not hard to see. It wasn't at the marriage feast. But their heart was at their materialistic gain. Their heart was for their self and not with the things of the king. Look around tonight. It's been said many times, you can look at a man's checkbook and see who they serve. But let me tell you, I want to add something to that. You can look at their priorities and you can see where they're at. Amen? What takes place? You can't tell me your heart is right with God when you place him on the back burner. I've been in this too long to know a whole lot different. Preacher, you're judging. Hello, I'm going to break, I'm going to just break this down. Hello. I love it when somebody tells me this. You're just judging. Well, Jesus went on to say, you can tell a tree by the fruit it bears. If you can't tell a rotten fruit tree, something wrong with you. A rotten fruit tree is going to look rotten, it's going to smell rotten, and it's going to be rotten. And by the way, that wasn't what he was talking about. He said we can judge righteously. And by the way, we all make judgments every day. By the way, 
And Paul said, he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Don't come, don't tell me that. If it, look, listen, if it's rotten, it's not good. Amen. If it stinks, it's not good. Rotten fruit stinks. I worked in a grocery store long enough to know that when you work in the, in the produce department, something stinks. That means there's some rotten fruit there. Amen. What are you getting at? It ain't hard to tell where somebody's priorities are. It ain't hard to tell to see where their heart is at. Look at their actions. When you place the physical over the spiritual, when you'd rather please self more than please God, something's wrong. When you're more concerned about feeding the flesh and your desires, something's wrong. When you can go three, four weeks without attending church, when you can go a week without reading your Bible in prayer, something's wrong there. Amen? Amen. When you place your own lust over the walk of the Lord, something's wrong there. It ain't hard to figure it out. Just like these at the marriage feast, people are going their ways. Can I have a little while tonight? I'm already at 40 minutes, and I've got one more page of notes I got to go through. I got better, now I'm preaching longer. <laughs> and I'm preaching harder. As I get even better, feeling better, I'm going to preach that much harder. Colossians 3 and 2 says, Set your affections on things above, not on the things of this earth. What is he telling us? He said, That's, just be devoted. Make sure your devotion is to the things above and not on the things of this earth. Is it wrong for me to watch the Dallas Cowboys? No. Even when we win the Super Bowl this year, I'm not going to call off church to watch the Super Bowl. Is it wrong for me to go fishing? No. But I'm not going to place that over the things of God. Hello. My devotion, first and foremost, is unto my King and to my Lord and Savior. Jesus himself told us to lay up your treasures in heaven. Let me remind you about the treasures on this earth. They corrupt. They can be stolen. They're temporary. But Jesus said the treasures in heaven will not corrupt. They can't be stolen. And they're eternal. Now, where do you want to put your treasure at tonight? He said, where your heart is, your treasure will be also. Let me tell you something about those that made light out of it. Here's where we want to go. Here's the problem. People making light of it, it don't really cross their mind that Jesus could come at any moment. It don't. People are in the wrong place. The reason they're in the wrong place tonight, the reason people are putting everything else before God is because they don't really think 
He could come at moment's notice. Listen, verse 7 and 8. But when the king heard, therefore, he was wroth, and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned the city. Then said to he his servants, that the wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. I know what that happened right here in AD 70. You know, Israel killed the prophets and persecuted them. Israel would experience judgment for that. In the year AD 70, AD 70, this is exactly what happened to the city of Jerusalem right then and there. They come in and burnt the city. But I want to deal with something right here for just a minute. I want to give you a picture of this for just a second. People going their way and taking this thing lightly. They're not really thinking that in just a moment's time that Jesus could come. I'm not talking about stepping back on the earth because there's a lot of scripture that has to be fulfilled before he sets foot in Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives again. There's a lot that has to happen before that happens. But there's not one thing that has to happen before he steps out on a cloud and calls us up to meet him. This all was put to get started in May of 1948. Okay, when Israel become a nation again. In 1967, I believe Jerusalem become a city or something that happened in 67. Well, let me tell you, we are in the 70th year of Israel coming back as a nation. Well, let me tell you what has significantly happened this year. Jerusalem was declared the capital of Israel. I know God had already declared it, but when the United States declared it, it carried some weight to it. It carried some weight because let me remind you in 48, it was the United States that cast the resigning vote. I think it might have been Truman if I'm not mistaken. Who decided to cast the deciding vote for Israel to become a nation again. Why is this significant? Because we're, Jesus said this generation shall not pass. This generation that sees the fig tree bloom which sees the coming of the Lord. I'm talking about that means we're going to see. I believe we're the generation that's going to see this. Let me remind you. For those that wasn't here, I mentioned a little bit. There is floods that are happening all around the world. Just the other day in a little thunderstorm in Bryson City, North Carolina, next to my neck of the woods in Robbinsville, just out of one thunderstorm, it rained so much, it flooded the streets. I'm talking water covered out of the creek that quick. Not only that, you look around the world and see flooding. Well, flooding was a sign of Noah's day. Well, let me also tell you, Volcanic eruptions. Now, look, anybody seen Hawaii? Let me just give you this. There's at least, listen, Hawaii, and there's a chain of volcanic eruptions that are happening around the world. How many know fire comes from volcanoes? And how many know what it rained down in the days of Lot, fire and brimstone? I consider that 
to be the sign of Lot's day that says this in these days you shall when it's the days of Noah and in the days of Lot so shall it be when the coming of the son of man be Joel said in the last day before the great and terrible day of the Lord they would be pillar of fires pillars of smoke how many know volcanoes also erupt smoke and let me tell you there's at least 39 to 40 between 37 and 40 volcanoes that are actively erupting right now in one month, Hawaii had over 12,000 earthquakes. In one night, 548. Some of them small. But the point is 12,000 in one month and 500 and something in one night tells you. Look at it. Not just there around the world eruptions. This thing is played out before our eyes and people. It's not crossing people's mind that Jesus could come at any moment. Oh, we're about our ways, not thinking that trumpet could blow. We're just going through the motions, not thinking he could show up any moment. I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't be disappointed if he showed up before the night's over. Before this service is over. We're so not in tune with the things of God. These people are unaware. They are unconcerned that he could come at any moment. Listen, don't tell me you believe he could come any moment when you're not living like he could come any moment. Your actions will speak louder than your words will any day. Let me tell you, if one believed he could come any moment, let me tell you, actions would be different. People wouldn't be taking this thing lightly. Scufflers in the heart, if you will. How many know Peter said in the last day there'd be scufflers that would come? Saying, where is the promise of his coming? Where is this? We have heard it since the fathers have slept. But Peter said, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, but he's willing that none should perish, but that all come to repentance. Let me remind you one day he's coming. And let me tell you what the Bible tells us. He says in an hour... You think not. In an hour, you think not. You know what it tells me? You'll be going through everyday routine. Let me tell you something else about Noah's day in Lot's day. They were eating, drinking, and giving in marriage. In Lot's day, let me tell you about sort of materialistic idleness and all this rain in the day. And I'm going to tell you why something. I don't believe the Lord's coming into tribulation. Because the tribulation ain't a time of prosperity. It's a time of judgment. The reason I believe Jesus was talking about the rapture right there. Right now, we're not in the tribulation. We're seeing signs of it. But eating, drinking, and giving me marriage, that sounds like everything's just back to normal routine. And let me tell you, the tribulation ain't normal day, it won't be normal day routine. Did you hear me? The great tribulation, all seven, it will not be normal day routine. But right now, I'm thinking about how the American economy is beginning to boom. Think about it. People ain't thinking about the things of God. How many know? I believe that's possible. And he says, boom. They're making light out of it. 
unaware and unconcerned. Everything seems to be going good. But boom, he shows up. In an hour, you think not. As a thief in the night, you ain't going to know when he comes. Believers will, but the world's not going to know it. You see, let me tell you, at the rapture, not everybody's going to see him. Only the church will see him. Now, the second to come in, every eye is going to see him. But at the rapture, only the church is going to see him. If he comes as a thief in the night, listen, that means only we're going to grab him. He's coming for us to snatch us out of here. Amen. Paul said in the twinkling of an eye. That's quick. Amen. That's quick. That is quick. Won't you just blink your eye? Quicker than that. Quicker than that. Just a blink. In the blink of an eye, the dead's going to rise. Those dead bodies are going to be reunited. That soul and spirit, they're going to put on the, the corruptible. It's going to put on the incorruptible, and the mortal's going to put on the immortality. Then those which are alive and remain, I want you to think how quick this is, shall be caught up to meet the Lord, and will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. That is fast. <laughs> that is quick. You see, just in a blink, he could come. You know what I thought about doing? Maybe this winter I'll do it to give you a heads up. I'd have thought about knocking the power out and blowing my shofar. <laughs> One time I was down there in Robbinsville. I was having church. Power went out during the service. I ducked down behind something to <laughs> No, but I want people to think how quick it can be because I, this ain't no joke. Give me about 20 more minutes. I got about 20, 30 more minutes tonight. I'm going an hour. <laughs> Some of you saying shut up, but Jesus, uh, some of you are saying I hope Jesus hurries up and shows up before you, before you can shut up. <laughs> I hope Jesus shows up too, because I'll finish this in his presence. <laughs> Amen. Listen, you need to get it to your head that just in a blink, he could happen. This is where many people miss it. Just in the blinking of an eye, that trump could blow. I don't believe the whole world to hear that trump. I believe only those who are ready is going to hear it. And those who their dead bodies that's coming out of that grave is going to hear it. I'm telling you, in the twinkling of an eye, anybody remember? We ain't seen chaos. But I thought about this. I think about this a lot of times. That he said he comes as quick as lightning. Lightning brings electricity. It wouldn't surprise me. That when he comes, he knocks out all the electric grids around the world. Because he comes with power and he comes with force. Amen. Nick can send the world into an utter chaotic. That's just a Jimmy thing right there. But we miss it in an hour. We think not. The Son of Man could come again for the church. Hello. By the way, I believe it could be the next thing on God's prophetic calendar. I believe it could be. The next thing that happens, big, prophetically, boy, wouldn't it be awesome. Look how quick this year is flying. Anybody notice how time is flying up? I believe this thing, you hear me. 
I've got to get this out for some reason tonight. But I'm telling you, I believe the Lord's telling me this thing is accelerating. I believe the word the Lord giving me right now is acceleration time. It's that his time is at hand. It ain't soon. We are here at the door for the rapture. Amen. But we don't think about it. Let me tell you, if you don't believe me tonight, if you go out of here unconcerned, half-hearted, or taking what I'm telling you lightly, I'm just going to tell you, I got some news for you. You're going to be here when that trumpet blows, and you can just go on with your half-heartedness. Amen? I don't mean to be mean, but that's what's going to happen. He ain't coming back for a half-hearted, dried-up, cold and indifferent an unconcerned church. He's coming back for a church that's on fire. You hear me? He's coming back for a church like he left. He's coming back for a people that's hungry for him. He's coming back for a people that wants to dine with him. He's coming back for a church that's wanting to be in his presence. Hello. Secondly, you can get ready to come, Marcy. I got about 10 more minutes right here. Listen, what I'm telling you, people are, uh, don't realize. If, even if he didn't show up, say he don't show up, I believe he could come at any moment. But if he don't show up, say for another 10 years, you need to understand also we're one breath away, one heartbeat away from eternity. Here's where people miss it. You can be in perfect health and still die. You can get sick quick overnight. Hello, I know. I was looking over in the hospital, man. I thought, oh, man, people getting sick left and right. I'm serious. I'm serious. I thought to myself, in there, I wonder how many in this, this place We'll go into eternity in the next few moments. Hello. I'm telling you the truth tonight. Because people don't think about it. People don't think how close you really are to eternity. We don't think about it. What does James say? He says life on this earth is just for a vapor. One moment it is here. In the next moment, it is gone. Puff. It's gone. Puff. It's gone. I look at myself tonight. I'll use me. I think, where is 41 years gone to? Man, it just seemed like yesterday. I just started preaching. Where's my 20s gone? Then I said, where's my 30s gone? Now here I'm in my 40s. 41, I still feel young. I feel like I, I feel like better, I feel better now than I did when I was 20. Listen, but we don't realize how quick life is here. We don't think how close we are to eternity. I want you to know tonight, as I preach, I don't preach out of meanness or spite. I preach out of concern because I know what's on the line. I know how close we are 
And I'm going to do everything within my power. Everything that I can do is just preach the word and pray that I don't lose one single flock member to hell. Amen? I told you this morning, I don't want to see nobody go to hell. You see, I want to tell you, there were people that had plans for today that went into eternity. A few into heaven and many into hell. There were people that had plans for tomorrow that will have plans for tomorrow that won't get to tomorrow on this earth. But they will get to an eternity. I come by to tell you tonight, hell is no joke. It's no by word. And you shouldn't want no one to go there. I'm telling you, I know many will go, but I don't want to see no one go there. And if you want to see somebody go there, you need to get right. I'm just going to tell you like that right now. But we don't real people don't think about it. Think about all the cars that drive by here when we're having service. How many, think about all the people on this road and around that could have been in the house of God. But was it? What's the problem? There's no thought of eternity. There's no thought that in just a moment, in just a moment's time, they could be in eternity. They could be in hell. They could be in hell. They could be in hell. I want to tell you, you hear me. Just a few more minutes, I promise. I like to go two hours tonight. But I won't. There's no unbelievers in hell. Everybody in hell, they left here an unbeliever. But they don't believe, they believe now, but it's too late. I'm telling you, this is the only chance you've got to get it right. Do you hear what I'm telling you? This is the only chance you've got to get it right. After you leave this earth for the final time, there's no other opportunity. Hello, I'm going to break it. There's no such thing as purgatory, and you can't pray them out of hell. Hello. They're there. They're there forever to be cast into the lake of fire. It's no joke. Everyone's standing. Every head bowed and every eye closed tonight if you're able tonight. Some of you need to quit thinking this thing lightly. You need to say, I'm getting out of the way. And I'm going to get really, really serious with my walk with Jesus Christ. I seen a sign the other day. And I, and I, it said, why will your children think church is important when you don't? But I want to change that a little bit. I'm going to change that. If, they don't, if your children don't see you truly serving the Lord and giving God all, why will they want to? Think about it. You hear me. 
You start taking God serious. Don't sit there and say, I'm going to it's time to get serious with the walk. Time is at hand. Time is short. You may not have. You hear me. You hear what I'm telling you. I ain't saying this prophetically, but I'm going to give this warning. You may not have another opportunity. What if tonight was tonight? What if tonight the father said, son, here in about 8 o'clock Eastern time, going to blow that trumpet and you're going for your church. What if he said tonight, tonight was your last night on earth? Where would you find yourself? What would he say to you? Would he say, well done, my good and faithful servant? Or would he say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you? Would he knew that you were serious with his walk? Or would you be about like these at the marriage feet festival? This banquet that says we don't want nothing to do with it. We're going, we're going to take this thing lightly. And we're going to go our ways. I'm telling you, I believe the Lord's speaking to some people. It's time to get serious. It's time to get ready and time to get dedicated. God said, this thing's coming to a close. This thing's coming to an end. He said, I need, you need to make a decision. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. For me and my house, like Joshua said, we're going to serve the Lord. You need to make the decision tonight. If you're not serious with God, it's time to get serious. You need to quit playing around. Quit playing games and say, I'm going to give him all. I'm going to place him first. I'm going to serve him with everything. It's over. The time's short. Folks, I'm telling you, time is short. <laughs>